from the book of Matthew. As Jesus was speaking these things unto them, behold, a certain ruler came up and adored him, saying, Lord, capital L, my daughter is even now dead, but come, lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. This man approaches Jesus in the proper way. He adores him and calls him Lord. He adores him, acknowledging him as God. And he's going to get he's going to get what he wants. And Jesus, rising up, followed him with his disciples. And behold, a woman who was troubled with an issue of blood 12 years came behind Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I shall touch only his garment, I shall be healed. But Jesus turning and seeing her said, Be of good heart, daughter, thy faith has made you whole. There's again, faith. Faith will make you whole. Faith will make you well. You want to be whole and you want to be well? You have to have faith. And faith is not what you put in your pocket or in your purse. Faith is a verb. It's what you do. It will make you whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus was come into the house, the ruler, when Jesus was come into the house of the ruler and saw the, the uh, multitude making a rout, he said, Give place. The girl is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. And when the multitude was put forth, Jesus went in, took her by the hand, and the maid rose. And the fame hereof went abroad into all that country. Pius X is going through the seven sacraments here. Today is the Sacrament of Holy Orders. Fifteen questions. What is the Sacrament of Holy Orders? It is a sacrament which gives power to exercise the sacred duties connected with the worship of God and the salvation of souls, and which imprints the character of a minister of God on the soul of him who receives it. So holy orders is for the worship of God and the salvation of souls. Why is it called orders? It is called orders because it comprises various grades, the one subordinate to the other from which the sacred hierarchy is composed. Which are these grades? The highest is the episcopate, bishops, which contain the fullness of the priesthood. Then comes the priesthood, then the diaconate, the subdiaconate, and the orders called minor. When did Jesus institute holy orders? The Last Supper when he conferred on the apostles and their successors the power of consecrating the blessed Eucharist. Then, on the day of his resurrection, he conferred on them the power of remitting sins, thus constituting them the first priests of the new law in all the fullness of their power. Who is the minister of this sacrament? The bishop. He says, the dignity of the Christian priesthood is great indeed because of the twofold power which Jesus has conferred upon it, that over his real body 
and that over his mystical body, or the church. And because of the divine mission committed to priests to lead men to eternal life. Is the Catholic priesthood necessary in the church? Yes, it's so necessary, because without it, the faithful would, do, would be deprived of the holy sacrifice of the Mass and of the greater part of the sacraments. They would have no one to instruct them in the faith, and they would be as sheep without a shepherd, prey to wolves. In short, the church, such as Christ instituted it, would no longer exist. Without the priesthood, you have two sacraments available. That's it. That'd be baptism and marriage. That's what the Protestants live on. They live on two sacraments. We have all seven. Will the Catholic priesthood, therefore, never cease on this earth? In spite of the war that hell wages against it, the priesthood will last until the end of time, because Jesus has promised that the powers of hell shall never prevail against his church. Is it a sin to despise priests? It is a very grave sin, because the scorn and insults cast on priests fall upon Jesus himself, who said to his apostles, He who despises you despises me. What motive should he have who embraces the ecclesiastical state? Pius says that the state should be, it should be for the glory of God and salvation of souls. So in other words, why do you want to be a priest? The answer needs to be for the glory of God and the salvation of souls. What is necessary to enter the ecclesiastical state? Answer, a divine vocation is necessary before all else. To find out if God calls us to the ecclesiastical state, we should, three things. One, fervently pray to the Lord to make known his will to us. Two, consult our bishop or a learned and prudent director. Three, Diligently examine whether we have the capacity necessary for the studies, the duties, and the obligations of this state. If one were to enter the ecclesiastical state without a divine vocation, would he do wrong? He would commit a very great wrong and run the risk of being lost. Do those parents sin who from worldly motives, impel their sons to embrace the ecclesiastical state without any, without any vocation. He says, those parents who for worldly motives impel their sons to embrace the ecclesiastical state without any vocation commit a very grave sin, because by thus acting they usurp the right God has reserved to himself alone of choosing his own ministers and they expose their children to the danger of eternal damnation. And the final question says, Which are the duties of the faithful toward those who are called to holy orders? Three things. The faithful should, one, give their children and dependents full liberty to follow the call of God. Two, pray God to deign to grant good pastors and zealous ministers to his church. 
It is precisely for this end that the fasts of quarter tense have been instituted. I think he's talking about the Ember Days. The Ember Day fasts. Part of that is, is begging God to give us good priests. And thirdly, have special, re have special respect for all those who are consecrated by holy orders to God's service.